Hello everyone, it's me again, and welcome to this week's episode of World of Wallace and Gromit, the podcast. This week we're going to be taking a look at Wallace and Gromit's relationship with Bristol Children's Hospital, and the campaigns and events they've been involved in to raise money for this good cause. In 1995, the Grand Appeal charity was launched to raise money and help maintain Bristol Children's Hospital. Initially, the appeal was set up to raise £12 million for a new building of the hospital, and those organising it approached Ardman co-founders Peter and David and Wallace and Gromit creator Nick Park to ask if they could create a new character to be a figurehead for their fundraising. This turned out to be a difficult task for the Ardman team, what would be most suitable and how would the public receive it? They really wanted to help, so instead of creating a new character, they thought, let's lend them Wallace and Gromit for the duration of the fundraising campaign. It was around the time of a close shave, and the wrong trousers had been released a few years before, so Wallace and Gromit's popularity was high, and the whole thing ended up working really well. Wallace and Gromit were a great fit for the fundraising, and having two characters with a known history and story really helped kickstart it all. By 2001, the £12 million had been raised, but the link between Ardman and the charity continued, and by 2018, £50 million had been raised for the hospital to fund projects there. Over the years, there have been many fundraising events which happen on a regular basis, like the Wrong Trousers Day, where people pay a pound to wear crazy or unusual trousers at work, school or just out in public. There have also been Wallace and Gromit's Big Bake events, where people from all over bake and sell baked goods to raise money. In 2016, as part of that year's Big Bake campaign, a massive cake-o-matic cake was created by Paperon Cakes, which was a giant cake-making cake. In the style of one of Wallace's inventions, the cake machine had a conveyor belt inside, which transported mini cakes out for guests to have. If you search for images of it online, you'll be able to see the crazy level of detail that went into it. Very cool. However, the thing that really cemented the relationship between Wallace and Gromit and the Grand Appeal has got to be the charity sculpture trails. The first of which being the original Gromit Unleashed Trail in 2013. For ten weeks over the summer, 80 sculptures of Gromit, each five feet tall, were placed all over the city of Bristol. Each sculpture had been individually designed by artists and celebrities and then visitors could get a map and go round the city to have a closer look at each one and maybe even tick them all off. There was also a Detectogromit app which used GPS and sculpture codes to help you tick them off digitally when you visited a grommet. Over 200,000 people picked up a map and 45,000 people downloaded the app which in itself raised £20,000 for the Grand Appeal, and that's before you've even found any grommets. A normal plasticine grommet model is around four inches tall, so scaling him up to about five feet tall meant that his ears were almost a metre wide. The initial sculpture, or maquette, to finalise the proportions and expressions was created out of polystyrene, and then, once given the go-ahead, the 80 blank canvas sculptures were cast out of fibreglass using the maquette as the base model. With over 500 submissions for grommet designs from artists and celebrities all over the world, the next challenge was picking just 50 to go forward with. Then, in April 2013, painting began in a top-secret location in Bristol, and by June, 
they were all ready to be professionally lacquered and photographed before they were sent out into the world. It took a team of 10 people 26 hours, with the help of a forklift truck and two lorries to install all the grommets on their plinths all over Bristol, plus one in Paddington Station in London. There were so many fun and clever designs by a whole host of people, but I thought I'd just go through some of the most memorable and a few of my favourites. First up is one designed by artist and comedian Harry Hill, who designed a ball grommet. Grommet has been painted pink with black stubble all over him. Certainly an interesting one with a very appropriate name, a close shave. A grande out was a sculpture which was modelled on the orange rocket from the film of the same name. Created by artist Andy O'Rourke, I really like this sculpture as it has a 3D texture to it from the rivets and portholes and even has age markings on it. Astro was a glow-in-the-dark space grommet and one called Bumble Boogie had an abstract musical design created by the musician Jules Holland. Another one of my favourites was Bristol Bulldog, which was inspired by the fighter planes designed in the 1920s of the same name and produced in Bristol. A clever design incorporating Gromit's tail as a tail fin and adding a set of wings to his sides. Illustrator Sir Quentin Blake also lent his hand to the project. Delighted by the prospect of drawing on the unusual grommet-shaped canvas, his grommet features lots of children in his instantly recognisable illustration style, flying around with red stars dotted here and there. National Grommet, with a silent G at the beginning of National, was designed by the team at the children's comic The Beano and pays homage to two famous dogs, Nasher and Gromit. This is a very busy sculpture, and one that I imagine Nick Park was very fond of, given his love of the Beano as a child. A sweet one, literally, was Grombry. Yep, you've guessed it. Gromit as a lovely-looking strawberry. The local pub, the Pump House, near where he was placed, even served strawberries and cream in his honour while he was there. I'd say the coolest Gromit was definitely Gromit Lightyear, which was created at Pixar Studios in the US. Gromit sports a Buzz Lightyear attire, complete with a very large head bubble to go over his wide ears. Quite a sight to behold. One of Pixar's artists used to work for Ardman and had children who'd been to the hospital and experienced the first-class care, which was a nice personal link to the cause. National Treasure was a grommet made by the designers at the Royal Mint, and this incredible grommet is covered in a mosaic of 10,000 one-pence pieces. I thought Tutankhamun Gromit I was another fun one. Beautifully gilded and bejeweled in lots of colours, this ancient Egyptian-inspired grommet took up an entirely appropriate place of residence at the Bristol City Museum for the trail. As well as a few of Ardman's artists themselves, Kath Kidston, Joanna Lumley, animator Richard Williams, Celia Burtwell, Zane Malik from One Direction, Gruffalo illustrator Axel Schiefler, author of The Snowman Raymond Briggs, the Times cartoonist Peter Brooks and Trevor Bayliss were among the more well-known names to contribute. There are also lots of smaller grommets distributed to local schools and the children's hospital itself for children to decorate in their own style, which I thought was an excellent idea. Lots of people challenged themselves to complete all the trails over the summer, but some took the challenge to the next level. Graham Wadsworth challenged himself to cycle and run to all 80 sculptures in 24 hours, including the grommet at Paddington Station. After covering 200 miles, he completed his challenge and raised over £13,000 for Wallace and Gromit's grand appeal. 
Wow. After the ten weeks were up, all the grommets were rounded up for a big exhibition for visitors to see all the grommets together in the same place. After that came the auction. Taking bids from in the auction room and online, each grommet, including the small ones, was auctioned off to raise money for the grand appeal. At the end of the night, £2,357,000 had been raised. Whoa. The most expensive grommet was Grommet Lightyear, selling for a massive £65,000. But none of the five-foot grommets went for anything less than £12,000. What a successful fundraiser. Many of the original sculpture designs were turned into small figurines, which could be bought and collected via the Gromit Unleashed shop, and also selling lots of other pieces of Wallace and Gromit merchandise, all profits going to the Grand Appeal. In 2014, 70 brand new Gromit Unleashed sculptures were designed for a special exhibition in Hong Kong. Each was designed by an array of top celebrities, artists, designers and musicians, and then auctioned off at the end again to raise money, but this time for Wallace and Gromit's Grand Appeal, the Bristol Children's Hospital Charity and children's art programmes in hospitals across Hong Kong. To coincide with the release of the first Shaun the Sheep film, in 2015, a similar sculpture campaign was released, only this time with Shaun the Sheep sculptures instead of Gromit's. Shaun in the City. This trail featured 70 Bristol sculptures and a further 50 in London all beautifully and originally designed by people from all over the place. I quite like this one because I was able to see a few in London, which is exciting as I hadn't been able to get to Bristol. After the trail was finished, they were exhibited and then auctioned, this time raising £1,087,900 for the children's charity. Moving forward to 2018, we had Gromit Unleashed 2, where we not only had Gromit sculptures, Gromit in a sitting position this time, but also ones of Wallace and Feathers McGraw. The Wallace ones featured Wallace on one side of a bench, leaving the other side free for visitors to use or pose with Wallace on, which I thought was quite a good idea. Famous contributors to sculpture designs for this one included Lego, Rolls-Royce, the animator Wes Anderson, DreamWorks, Paw Patrol, and Bake Off illustrator Tom Hovey, as well as a few Ardmanites. The 67 sculptures went on to raise £1.32 million at auction. As well as raising money, the sculpture trails were really good for the Bristol tourism industry. The first two trails brought 1.2 million visitors to Bristol. And for the original Gromit Unleashed one, so many people were grommeteering that all the hotels in the city were actually fully booked. In the original trail... One fan flew from Taiwan on a 30-hour round trip to try and tick off as many grommets as possible. They managed 62 out of 80 in total, which is quite impressive. Arden co-founder David remarked that one of the best achievements of the Grand Appeal charity was providing comfortable accommodation for the parents of children who otherwise might be sleeping on the floor of their children's ward. Bristol Hospital covers the whole of the South West and South Wales, so families could be coming from quite a way away, and the last thing parents want to do is be separated from their children when they're in the hospital. So the money raised from the Grand Appeal helps to improve these situations. A sub-appeal was launched in 2012 called Cots for Tots, with a Nick Park illustration of Baby Gromit as its brand logo. This appeal funded treatment facilities for babies, and also provides accommodation for their families in the Cots for Tots house. In 2003, 
Wallace and Gromit's children's charity was launched, and you may remember I mentioned that some of the trail money was split between this charity and the Grand Appeal. Wallace and Gromit's children's charity raises money for children's hospices all over the UK, not just in Bristol. Since it launched, over £2 million has been given to over 300 projects in hospitals and hospices, helping to provide life-saving medical equipment, free family accommodation, a range of arts, music and play therapy programmes, sensory equipment and facilities, and respite care. What a cracking cause. With technology ever advancing, the life chances of seriously sick children are ever improving, but only if the right facilities are available. And that's where the need for fundraising comes in. I think the partnership that Wallace and Gromit have with the hospital charities is so special and hugely beneficial to both parties. And if you needed another reason to love Ardman, this is it. From the trails to the fundraising days and the Gromit Unleashed shop, there's loads of creative ways the teams have come up with to raise money in a way that people actively want to be involved in. If you're interested in doing a bit of fundraising yourself, there's lots of information on the Grand Appeal website for how you can get involved in this great charity. Those of you with eyes on the skies round Bristol last week may have seen the latest fundraising idea from the Grand Appeal, in partnership with Arvin and Exclusive Ballooning. The giant hot air balloon in the shape of the Wallace and Gromit orange rocket set off on its maiden flight before it heads round the world to raise funds for the hospital charity. The balloon took 18 months to make, has an internal volume of 80,000 cubic feet, and was created after the director of exclusive ballooning experienced the children's hospital firsthand when his daughter was ill and wanted to help in a fun way. I wonder where the balloon will go next. What do you think of that then, Gromit? This week's book is The Art of Gromit Unleashed. This was a companion book released at the end of the original Gromit Unleashed trail, I believe. It has a brief forward from Nick Park and some information on the design and making process of the sculptures, but the bulk of the book is focused on highlighting every one of the 80 Gromit sculptures. Each sculpture gets at least a page, with high-quality photographs, a little description about its creation, who designed it, sponsors, and the thoughts behind the idea. I particularly like the comments from the artists about what they think of the whole project. All good stuff, of course, and the fun facts on some of them about how extra bits of the grommet were made. As someone who wasn't able to go and see the trail in person, this book is a lovely way of seeing all the sculptures a bit closer, and with photographs of multiple angles of the sculptures, you're able to see most of the grommet on the page. I also imagine that if you did go and see the trail, this book could be a lovely souvenir of the summer. And that's the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed finding out a bit more about this wonderful aspect of Wallace and Gromit's role in Bristol. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and I'll see you next time. From me, from Gromit, from Arj. Au revoir, chaps.